Hey, that's not rubbish. Hey guys, it's Lexi, and this is That's Not Rubbish, the one and only podcast on all things upcycling. And today we have Mr. Zach Taney, the magic behind After Always Apparel. Hi guys, how are you? You've definitely seen this face before. Um, big on TikTok, so not only do you make the coolest sets, all things loungewear and streetwear out of blankets, tablecloths, you name it, but you're a TikTok superstar. Uh, a little bit. It's a lot of adjusting. I, I don't know. Sure. I'll take that one. I'll take yeah, it. Take it and run. Yeah. We'll have to talk about that. Um, sure. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about you, your story, and just kind of the things that you can't always say on in a process video on TikTok. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but before then, well, we'll get into some good news to cure the eco doomies. This one's also a social media based one. Four words, black men with gardens. <laughs> Zach, you're a man who is very active on social media, so you can understand how social media shapes the world around us, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's what Nielsen Zipikano was started, was thinking when he started the Instagram page, Black Men with Gardens. So to kind of shift the way society views black and brown men, as opposed to like the memorials or kind of like the mugshots that go viral when police brutality happens. So it's a beautiful initiative to control the narrative and show some wholesome Black family image, community, and also make gardening look fun. Like the pictures are so happy. Everyone looks so happy. They're smiling. Peace, love, plant power. So awesome. it's a really cool page. I'll, I'll link it in the description. Uh, you guys will have to check it out. Yeah, I'd like to check it out. I love me some gardening. I, my fiance has about 50 plants throughout the apartment. So... I don't know. It lines everything up. You never have too many plants, I guess. You can never have too many plants. That's the spirit. Yeah, she's gonna love the page. Yeah, I'll show her. I'll show her all the all the goodies. <laughs> all the goodies. <laughs> don't tempt her with a good time. But nope. <laughs> so last episode we had Janelle Abbott on, who's a bit of like a behind the scenes creator, a very mysterious, quite the opposite of yourself. So I asked her like some fun, more general, kind of like, I guess, icebreaker questions to sort of like warm her up. And yeah, it was a good way to like get to know her on like a more personal level. So why don't we warm you up like that? Is that cool? Yeah, for sure. Fire away. All right. So first up, they're like silly questions. Um, so if you could bring back any fashion trends, what would it be? Uh. Probably, you know, like the, the 90s wrist sweatbands and the headbands and all that. <laughs> just, the, you know, like the neon era. I, I don't know why. Like all the big hair, like women with huge hair. I love that for some reason. I still do. I don't know why. You would thrive. Yeah, exactly. Just get a little jelly in you and I'll be set. I like it. That's a good answer. <laughs> it's, I'm thinking like, let's get physical music video by like Olivia Newton-John or just, yeah. yeah. All the spandex, all everything. Metallic, yeah. yeah. Okay, number two. If a movie was made for your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Wow. Um, that's, that's an interesting one. I would say 
it'd be a it'd be like a drama thriller because a lot of my stuff is I don't know it's there's a lot of drama going on but at the same time I I still get outside and do some stupid stuff I do a lot of cliff jumping and all that kind of weirdness and then mm, maybe like a young Matthew McConaughey or something. I like the confidence, Zach. I like it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, fast times kind of vibes. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's like one of my favorite people. So excellent choice. <laughs> I think he's great. And yeah. I could see it. I could see it. He's got the same curls. Yeah, exactly. Just I just got a fucking a white shirt and some 501 Levi's and we're the same yeah. person. The same. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can dream. Okay, question number three. If you had to delete all the three apps from your phone, which ones would you keep? Oh. And this is like also the ones that Apple like puts on your phone, like the camera, like mail. Oh, okay. I, I would say I would keep, I would keep the phone call app. I don't really need to text very much, but I would keep phone calls so I can hear people's voices. Good idea. Keep camera to take pictures and videos. And then uh, probably like a Sudoku or some sort of word game, just like when I'm on the plane or something like that. Just a fun little game. Everyone needs their fun little game. A little yeah. airplane mode app. Yeah, like Wordle or something or maybe Temple Run, something like that. Excellent. I've been getting into Mahjong lately. Mahjong? I don't know how to say it. Like the um, Japanese tile game. Very yeah. fun. Recommend. It looks pretty intense, actually. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they time you, it freaks you out. Yeah. <laughs> well, last but not least, before we get into the nitty gritty stuff, if you could add anyone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? That's crazy because I'm about 30 minutes from Mount Rushmore. Um, That's why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, that's a hard one. So many nice people out there. Maybe like uh, Stephen Hawking or one of the big science minds, Einstein or something like that. There you go. They deserve some representation in, in the mountain. Yeah, well, and they, I mean, all their ideas and everything, I think, forged a lot of how we get around the world today. So, I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I agree. They set the blueprint. I like that answer. Yeah. Well done, Zach. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, you revealed to me when we talked before this that you live in South Dakota, and I don't hear that often. <laughs> There's not a lot of people out here. There's not much out here, actually. Yeah, like, of... you guys have Mount Rushmore, which is kind of cool, but I don't know if it was north or south, but I've heard that, like, the Dakotas, like, aren't real. So, like, what's it like in South Dakota? So... They're real. They're <laughs> very real, in a sense. Um, I live in Rapid. There's... I think a little over a hundred thousand people now. Uh, it was pretty weird coming out here because I grew up in, just outside of Denver. I went to a high school, public high school with like 4,000 kids. So huge, huge demographic, everything. And then I came out to Rapid and there's, there's a bunch of hills and a bunch of trees and that's about it. It's beautiful because I'm really outdoorsy. I'm, I still have my nerd tendencies. I love like rock hounding and there's, amazing rocks amazing fossils around here so it's it's cool it's quiet um but in sense of like fashion and my clothing there's not really anything going on 
that's kind of why I look towards social media. There's like flea markets. I tried to join a flea market. I sent a request to this lady. I was like, hey, I make these bags. Um, I make clothes and stuff. Do you think I could set up a stand like at the Saturday flea market kind of thing? And she came back and vetoed it. And she's like, no, you can't sell bags at the flea market. I don't know. I think she misinterpreted the whole, the whole thing. But yeah, I was kind of bummed out by that. I couldn't even get into the flea market. That was probably not real. Yeah, I don't know. It's whatever. That is weird, but I guess it's good for like hunkering down and creating and then yeah, like escaping. And then yeah, I guess it kind of adds up with the with the TikTok success. So Yeah, it helps. It, I mean, I've always been pretty I, I like my solitude. I like hanging out. I find joy in dancing in a room by myself to some weird music and creating things. So yeah, it's been it's been a fun process. It's well, we can talk fashion. I would love to I don't get to talk fashion with guys much either because I mean you're what my only my only second guy guest so welcome thank you and two you can dress like you dress great <laughs> yeah I mean uh, all of my fashion sense and style just comes from watching a bunch of ASAP Rocky music videos and being obsessed with Tyler the creator and I don't know I've always liked I grew up snowboarding so I always liked the baggier kind of fit I've always been super tall and skinny so I don't know baggy suits me a little better um and it really I honestly struggled this summer making like summer outfits and whatnot because I just really like baggy heavy stuff and I mean I'll walk around all summer with a beanie on if I can kind of thing <laughs> so so now that it's transitioning to fall um my outfits make a little bit more sense so I can keep creating the stuff that's in my head instead of trying to shift it towards the correct season you know so that helps I definitely enjoy the fall winter kind of vibes all right so you're thriving good good so like what's your like go-to fall outfit I really like layering stuff I I get a lot of I thrift a lot of like double xl cotton t-shirts and I'll usually just put a hoodie on and throw a, a um, shirt on top of it and then I love my white shoes. I have like seven pairs of white shoes. And then, yeah, just like usually a beanie or a hat to match. And I'm good to go. Nice. Well, what are you wearing today? Tell the fans. Um, I've got a white fuzzy hoodie that I'm planning on wearing to my next fashion show. I've got some like six-year-old, I think they're from PacSun sweatshorts. Nice. Um, I've got a baker hat which is a state brand I found at the thrift store and they're white food socks. Very it. nice. You sound gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, King. And like, I guess like in general, like how often, like, would you say like male trends like come and go? Oh man. I, I don't know. I have beef with trends. Like, I, I don't know. I've seen a lot of videos on Instagram, people walking around, what's the worst trend you've ever seen? What trend do you, is in style that is going to go out of style? And it's hard. Obviously, like the whole baggy jeans, skinny jeans, it's always going to come and go. Um, I don't know. I think the sweatsuit stuff was huge in like the 90s and all those track suits. And then you get into the 2000s and it's just these weird, crazy colors. Most of it cycles back, I'd say, every, you know, three, four, five 
50 years, 60 years, it kind of just does a loop. Like I said, all my 90s big hair will probably be another thing in about 20 years, maybe. Hopefully sooner. I hope. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Trends are weird because fashion, I look at it as art. And you ask somebody like, well, what art is trending right now? And there's obviously the popular ones, but art is still art. And it's so individual. And to say, well, whoever wears skinny jeans just looks god awful in skinny jeans. It's, it, I don't know, it's too big of a word to say what's trending, what's cool, what's not. Because, I mean, I've seen people put on like bags, just look <laughs> super fly. Like, there's, there's certain people out there that they can just, they have the confidence, they have the, the swagger about them, and they can wear whatever they want. Confidence is the ultimate trend, right? Ultimately, yeah, exactly. that's that's what needs to keep trending is confidence and individuality. I think is important. Speaking of that individuality, individuality and confidence, like, do you create most of your personal closet pieces? Like, are you just a one of a kind guy through and through? Usually, I like to add a little something, something. So, I don't know. I get a lot of comments. People say, "Oh my gosh, I bet your closet looks insane!" Like, <laughs> I bet you have the craziest outfits and I sell all my pieces, so most of the stuff I wear is like four-year-old thrifts or I wear inside-out crewnecks. Most of it, I had I add a little patch, or I like to like hand paint bleach stuff. Like I'll intentionally thrift a lot of like baggy, dark clothing, so I can go through and bleach paint it, add something here, add something there. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I yeah, I add a little bit of touch. I wouldn't say they're like completely made from scratch for me, but it's it, as my collection builds and I sell some things. Some things I like need to keep just because they're too cool, you know. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little there's a little something something in each outfit I'm wearing. A little something something. We work it just, in. Yeah. That's so tasteful of you. Right. Very cool. Well, I mean, as a big fan of comfy clothes and like fun patterns, not so much a neutral girl, I really do love your pieces. I mean, like the love the materials you opt for, lots of blankets, bedding, towels, and you've recently taken on the puffer vest, which is impressive. Yep, that was a that was a hellacious attempt. I had no <laughs> idea it was down feathers in there and I started cutting it open. The whole sewing room was just flooded. I almost put on a mask, but yeah. That was fun. That was a, it was a lot. It was crazy. I just locked myself in the room with a vacuum. Like every 10 minutes, I'd have to do a circle around the room. Yeah, Turn the fan off and everything. It was like a pillow fight. <laughs> so let's go to the beginning. Like, how did you get into upcycling? So when I was living in Colorado, I was getting into fashion with my buddy. We started doing screen printing. Mm. And then I fell in love. And my girlfriend, fiance now, uh, said, hey, you want to move to South Dakota? We'd been dating for maybe six months. And long distance, she was, you know, states away getting her nursing degree. Wow. And I was just like, yep, let's go for it. I've always just wanted adventure. I don't like the predictability. I don't like life to be super predictable. So I was like, all right, let's go. Um, moved out to Rapid, which is where I am now. And... I started, it all started with YouTube. I've always liked watching YouTube videos. I've always liked the process of seeing people learn other things and teach other things. And it surprised me how many people would have the same problems. Mm -hmm. Like the car problem. I have this specific car. 
you can search that specific car, specific year, you'll find a video. Someone somewhere has had the same problem. Mm -hmm. I always thought that about YouTube. And I started watching YouTube videos. I got really into like the old grandma quilting videos. Like just the technique, (laughs) the cuts. I thought it was super cool. And mind you, I I drove out here with whatever I could fit in my van. That was it. One of the things that I brought was my sewing machine. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I think I want to try this. I've I, I I go through I go through fads of different things. I was obsessed with a kendama, which is like a Chinese yo-yo. I was obsessed with Rubik's cubes. I was obsessed with rock climbing. I was a rock climbing instructor for a few years. A whole bunch of different stuff. So I was like, all right, let's learn something new. So I went to Joanne Fabrics, and I spent way too much money on fabric. It was like eighty dollars. And I decided I wanted to make a backpack. And I have it on my wall still, actually. It's pretty cool. I still yeah. used it. But I got done with it. It's I. It took me like a week. Mm-hmm. And I looked at this. I was like, this is an $80 backpack. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I spent so much money on this just for one backpack. Like, why? Yeah, the North Face, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not designer. Like, what is this crap? So I, I'd, I'd always liked thrifting, but more for like personal outfits. Right. And I started looking around at the thrift store and there were all these shower curtains, drapes, tablecloths, blankets. And I started finding all these like really old, and it made me think of the quilting stuff. These really old like granny throw blankets, like woven cotton blankets, super outdated. No one wanted them. Yeah. So I took them home. I made a couple duffel bags. And then I was done with those bags and I was like, wow, this is great. I only spent, you know, $5 on the bag. I have something brand new that no one was going to use the blanket for. It was going to end up in a landfill probably anyways, because it's an old granny blanket. And it just kind of snowballed from there. It just kept going and I just kept experimenting. Like that puffer jacket, that's the first time I'd ever tried anything like it. And as long as I keep messing around and experimenting, find some new avenue some new way to upcycle you know people always tell me i should make socks i don't know how i would do that but maybe i'll try it you know like there's so many avenues in fashion please please let me know when you do but yeah i mean you crack the code right because i mean we've said it before i think like first episode like towels sheets tablecloths they're all just giant pieces of fabric like you would buy at joanne fabrics you know so it's like win 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 yep and they're super individual like i said most of these are super old granny blankets half of them haven't been in production for 10 plus years so you get this beautiful piece of fabric and you get this crazy texture this crazy feeling this crazy textile look to it like it's all super individual yeah no one else has it except maybe some grandsons out there but oh, yeah. I know we get to see a lot of your creation process through the process videos you post. Thank you, by the way. I love process videos. But tell us something we don't know. Like, where do you get these unique materials? You thrift them, obviously. But, like, what's dig deeper on the, the thrift flip process? Well, usually in the Midwest, everyone is very slow to getting open and everything. So, usually, I get to the thrift at 12. I go to... The bigger thrifts like Goodwill, Salvation Army, and then at one o'clock, there's a, a locally owned thrift store that at, from one to three, 
Every single day, the entire store is 50% off. So I'll sit down, walk through the store, you know, three, four times, find a cool tablecloth, find something funky. And usually I go in mind of just looking for a material, not really what do I want to make. Because I think if I go for what do I want to make, my mind's going to be a little more closed off to sizing and it's going to dictate my decision making a little more in terms of what I want out of the fabric. So I go in with an open mind. I usually try to get three or four good sized um, pieces, again, with no idea in mind. And then I get home, I lay them all flat out in the on my sewing room on the ground, and I just stare. I just stare at them for a <laughs> I'd say an hour, honestly. And I have a couple templates on me. I'll like lay a template out, see if something will work this way or that way. But the process videos, you see a lot of the sewing, you see a lot of the big steps. And that's my favorite part of the whole process is actually sewing. I hate prep work. I like the thrifting, but I hate cutting everything out. I'm left-handed. I've never learned to use right-handed scissors. I had to go buy special left-handed scissors because I would sit there and just like gnaw the fabric apart until I found left-handed scissors. Um, but yeah, usually what you don't see in the video is I, I sit down for a good hour to just trying to configure in my mind how I want these pieces to look. So thrift, nothing in mind in terms of like how I'm going to cut it out. Take it home, snap into brainstorming mode, do that for about an hour, and then I'll just sew everything to completion. And yeah, that's about it. It's just a whole lot of brainstorming that you don't see in the videos. And it's interesting. A lot of people say, well, how long does this take? I want to do this. And I mean, I learned all this from YouTube. Anybody could do this. Like nothing's stopping anybody, but they don't realize how long that creative process takes sometimes. And I think they just are like, oh, give me a template. Give me a piece of material, I'll do this. But a lot of what they don't see, like I said, is the actual brainstorming, the actual coming up with something unique with the material. With them. No, it does because all they see is the, like the the fifteen second video, like the thirty second version. So they think it's all thirty seconds, but by thirty days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get I, one of my favorite comments is someone commented maybe last week and they said, "My ADHD brain can't." focus on a video over 30 seconds. Thank you for showing me the process and squeezing it all in 20 <laughs> seconds. And I was like, yep, that's what I'm doing. I just want to hold your attention long enough so you can see no, the that's result. literally me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it works. I mean, it's been working, which is cool. Okay, wow. Like, so with one blanket per se, like, what can you make out of it? Or how much can you make out of it? Um, It kind of depends on the size. Right, it's fair. Um, Safe to, safely, I could say a queen or bigger, I could make a hoodie, like just a normal hoodie and sweats. On a real turnaround, yeah. That's yeah, it's pretty awesome. awesome. And then yeah, how do you exactly. decide what you're going to make out of it or turn the blanket into? Um, a lot of it depends on sizing. Uh, if it's big enough, I'll, I like to do pants or a hoodie. Um, yeah, I don't know. If it's smaller woven blanket i like to do shorts with like the fringe coming off the bottom if it's a thinner tablecloth i usually try to do button-ups or like sleeker kind of pants 
Um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people will say, oh my gosh, you make the same thing. Like, why aren't you doing something else? You're using the same pattern. And I, every time I'm like, I, this is completely different than the last one. It's the same. <laughs> that one was like crazy purple and blue and had a poncho and this one. So I don't know. I, I really like to do sweats and hoodie combos just because that's what I've always felt like the flyest in and the most comfortable. You're elevating the loungewear game because like, you can wear these things every day. You can wear them everywhere. But, but that's, exactly. no, that's so crazy. Like you, you couldn't even possibly make the same thing twice if you tried because it's so dependent on materials and there's only yeah. one of each. Unless yeah, like you're not finding the same exact blanket at a different thrift store. You could probably order it. You could probably like image search it if you're really that like desperate to make the same thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of nice because people will be like, oh, well, I want two of these. And I'm like, oh, that's the only blanket I found. That's the only one I'm going to make. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about it. <laughs> That'd yeah. be nice. <laughs> yeah. Dollar short. <laughs> well, okay. So like how long does it make, does it take to make a set out of a blanket i could i could crank it out in a day now i could do a hoodie and pants in a day but that doesn't include thrifting right that doesn't include like how i learned how to do all this but just brainstorming to completion five hours at the minimum right. that makes sense that, that adds yeah. Up. yeah yeah so does it take longer to make a garment or a TikTok? Honestly, I, I will tell everybody right now, I hate making TikToks. I hate filming. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I love the podcast. I love everything like that. But if I could just sit down and throw my phone in a ditch and sew, I would be so much happier. And everyone's like, oh, I need to see more of the process. So I'm like, oh, that ruins my process. Like I have strong like workflow and I have to pause and set up a camera here and pause and get the right angle and <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah. No, it's not easy. Like, I mean, I've been seeing you on my for you page for I mean, oh, probably a year now, over a year. And I've had friends who like didn't even know what upcycling was sending me your videos. So yeah. what's it like being a TikTok superstar? Is it getting to your head yet? No, thankfully not. <laughs> I hope it continues to stay like that. Um, yeah. It was weird. So I wore one of like my more popular outfits um, coming back from a fashion show I did in Virginia. And we flew from Virginia to DIA and then drove back to Rapid, Denver International Airport, really big airport. And that was the first time I'd like had people walk up to me and like this, this stewardess, this flight stewardess, like walked up to me and just showed me her phone. She's like, is this you? Oh my God. Yeah, I, yeah, and she was like, yeah. I was like, I yes, and she was like, oh my gosh, you make the coolest things, and I'm just as starstruck as she was. I was like, oh my, thank you so much. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, I'm blushing over here. Like this is. Funny. I mean, I'm blushing and, for you. I'm like, and, oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. The weirdest thing was we got out. Um, there's like a tramway. Uh, once you get off the plane or board a plane on DIA, and we were getting off the tram. And I look over and this girl's literally like pointing at me and she's like tapping her mom or whatever. And she's like, that's a guy on TikTok. I've seen that guy on TikTok. And that was, that was weird. Cause I, I don't know. I, I don't see myself as an influencer, like whatsoever. I think I'm just an artist in my mind, you know, like I'm still Zach. I'm still just a weird, like, I still like my Rubik's cubes. Like, <laughs> <nothing> <laughs> just, like 
that. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's just, it, that was a weird trip because I'd never had people recognize me that I didn't like know. So that's been an adjustment, but I don't know. Everyone seems pretty chill. I haven't had someone throw shade or nothing like that. So right, I'll beat them up. So uh, yeah, that's funny because my follow-up question was going to be, do you get recognized on the streets of South Dakota? But one day, soon enough, you will be. Not in rapid, no. But yeah, out out and about, sure. And a lot of people say like, oh, you must just have the coolest outfits, get compliments all the time. <laughs> no, not really. People pretty much just make their own business. Yeah. Like, oh, it must be so cool. I'm like, this just looks like a normal hoodie. Like, everyone just looks past it. It's, you haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. Just wait. You just wait. Yep. Make a kilt or something. Then, then your jaws will drop. That'll be it. No, I mean, it's really cool to see how you've, like, captivated the internet. And you've been, like, beyond the upcycle community. Like, what is it? Like, one t- 121K on Instagram. Like, 825K on TikTok. That's nearly yeah. 1 million people watching you make cool stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I I'll look at like the the statistics of it and a majority of it is just a bunch of old ladies that like my stuff and like seeing someone <laughs> so in this generation. And I love it. Like look at this young man. Like, yeah, when I get a grandma comment or someone commented and said like, "Oh my gosh, my grandma loves your stuff." I'm like, "Yes, that's all I needed." That's you need it. them on your side. They have yeah, numbers. They, they know what they're doing. They they know what's up. And if they if I get their approval, I'm in. They set the blueprint. <laughs> yeah, they set the bar. They've been sewing for years. But thanks for showing people that upcycling is cool. Yeah, and I think what's fun is I'm inspiring a lot of people to do it. Yeah, not all heroes wear capes. Some wear blanket coats. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> And I, I mean, I know there's harder things to do in the world than like being on social media, but recording yourself, work, editing the footage, posting every single day on top of doing the actual work of upcycling. It's not yeah. easy. It's a juggle for sure. Yeah. And it's insane. Like actually taking time for myself. I, I will sew for five hours and it'll be two o'clock and I sit back and I'm like, oh, I've had one glass of water and I haven't eaten anything today. Maybe <laughs> like I need to change my priorities a little bit. So. Oh, and like, have you ever been like halfway through making a garment and you're like, oh my God, I forgot to record this. Oh yeah. One of, one of my like bigger videos that blew up. Um, I, it was like the first sweatsuit I maybe ever made. I found a, what's it called? Pen, Pennington, Pen, Pendleton mm-hmm. blanket at, the thrift for like I found two of them for 20 bucks and I recorded me holding up the blanket showing it and then I made the entire thing and I was like oh dude I didn't film one bit of this so I just filmed like the after of what like me modeling it in the hallway and it did fine it, it really did it didn't like it got a couple million views whatever but yeah <laughs> It's yeah, it's interesting because the the video that blew me up got like 17 million views or something stupid, and now that's like the bar that is set. So it and again, I don't I don't want to sound like cocky or like I need all these views. No, you're but, like the most humble person ever. 
Thank you. But <laughs> you know, like you're like, oh, I achieved this 17 million. I only got 2,000 views. I don't know. I set the bar high for myself on accident. You know? Yeah, and I mean, you're working hard and you're playing the game. It's not like you love making these videos and you love having a little camera watching you over your shoulder. But okay. like, as a small business, how else are you going to get the eyes on you as organically? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like I. I'm not, I'm not at the flea markets, obviously. That got vetoed. Um, there's not a lot of, not a lot of like, personal marketing I can do, so all of it has to be online. And, I, again, I could change that, but it's just such a bigger audience. There's so many more people on the Internet that have the potential of seeing your things versus walking down the street. You could see 50 people, and one person might do a double take and be like, oh, that was cool. But, you know, they're not going to follow you. They're not going to be a customer eventually. It's interesting taking the transition of art, making a living off of art, and then creating a consumer that wants to buy your art. You right. Know? right. It's weird. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, at least you're getting a little bit of everything, and with the audience, you're getting a little bit of everyone watching. So, yeah, that wins. definitely. So, like, what's, like, the hardest part of this lifestyle of working remote, but then sharing your work with millions of people on, on the internet? Um, honestly, I would just say the, the traffic, it's fun for like the first three hours to see your, your stuff blow up. And then I just get anxious. I'm like, oh my gosh, is someone talking crap? Did someone like flip this into something else? Like I get all these people making duets of my stuff and I get some people like talking smack. Like, oh, he's ruining these blankets. And then I get other people like when you put something out there, it's, it's hard to, and I've learned, I've learned to be better at it, but it's hard to shut off the judgment, I guess, yeah. in my own head. You know what I'm saying? It's and then it, a lot of it is a reminder of, these are strangers. I don't know these people. Like, why does it matter? Kind of thing. I don't, I genuinely don't think humans are supposed to be watched by millions of people. So I yeah, it's only human to like, hear a hundred positive things, hear one negative thing and, and hold on to the negative. Right. I mean, it's not logical, but it's human and we're not always yeah, logical, exactly. right? So. One of my, my sisters or my sister, one of her phrases she always tells me, super simple, but she just says, it's not that serious. It's not that And deep. I like to act and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's really not that serious. Like, why should I care? It, you know? Yeah. And it's nothing personal. It's more a reflection on them. So. Yeah. But. I mean, forget the editing and the posting, like getting the algorithm to like you is the hardest. TikTok and I personally, we don't really get along. Um, <laughs> and then it could kind of feel like a waste of time to like make a whole video, get one like. Time and energy a small business can't afford to lose. So I know everyone's like experience is different and like so random, but do you have any like TikTok success tips for any other small, small business people? So I was pretty obsessed for, I would say, like four months on figuring out how to break the algorithm. I did a bunch of research. I followed all these people. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. The biggest thing I learned is consistency. So for about four months, I probably posted like three videos a day. Um, a lot of the time people will go after, you know, the trending sounds, the trending hashtags, uh, I just, my biggest thing I tell people is 
stay consistent and stay honest with yourself. Don't post a video with a song you hate. <laughs> if, if, if you're going to vibe, if you're going to make this video a vibe, make it your vibe. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of people just want to fit into that algorithm. Like, oh, I need to use this song because it's trending. I need to use these hashtags because it's trending. And that does help a little bit. But people want to see new videos. Yeah. People want to see original videos, something different. And I don't know, it catches my attention. You know, you scroll through, this is the, the biggest tip in 50 years. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a good <laughs> grab, but it has to do with safety pins or something. And you just go through all these, um, it's almost like clickbait videos, you know? And then you find like a real honest video. Someone took their time. It, it, it catches my attention a lot more. So I would say just be honest and true to yourself. A lot of people just get caught up in, well, I need to fit into this. I need to fit into that. Don't fit in. Yeah. Like, that's no fun. Like, if, if you run around letting others constrict how you post, and if you let others constrict how you live, you're going to not be very happy. If you let others constrict how you post, it's just going to be the same thing over again, you know? Exactly. And if, like, someone's looking for an upcycled video, they're probably not going to look under, like, Charlie D'Amelio dancing hashtag. So it's, like, stay yeah. relevant. Exactly. But it's yeah. nice to hear that you did put so much work into it because I feel like nowadays it looks so easy. Like you see it in like a TikTok that like, like sorry, but it's kind of stupid sometimes. You see like yeah. these stupid TikToks get millions and millions of likes and it's just like, they didn't really try all that hard. So I mean, like it is nice to hear that someone is putting in the work and their work has been rewarded and it's not yep. us. It's not personal. Yeah. yeah. Good things take time. If it, yeah. if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it, you know? Exactly. And, okay, so some two more topics I want to cover before we wrap things up. One, you've talked about Miss Beyonce a few times. Yes. I need to hear about this wedding. I need to hear about her style. Like, are you planning on having a little upcycle alert wedding? Uh, a little bit. We're doing a destination wedding, pretty small, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Oh, my God, the um, place in the world. It's gorgeous. I've been there once before. I, I just like the beach. We've always liked the beach. Um, I will. I'm going to make my own outfit. I'm going to do like a, a straight collar button up and then some nice pants. I'm thinking like an off-white, not exactly sand, maybe a little more brown to it. Okay. Um, going to make some custom beaded like anklet foot things. We're all going to be barefoot. We're all just a bunch of hippies vibing out on the ocean. But yeah, just a, a little touch of my outfit will be custom. Maybe my groomsmen outfits. Oh, just, yep. I would love to see that. Are you gonna, you're not going to make the wedding dress? No, I, I'm not good at dresses. Well, I, territory. I can try, but I don't know if, yeah, Kaya would be too happy about it. Oh my God, well, I'm so excited <laughs> for Kaya. Um, so do you like make a lot of pieces for her? Like, does she like, hey, babe, like I found this new shirt. Like, can you please make it for me? <laughs> Yeah, um, I've I've got overalls I made for a lot. Well, a lot of the things I'll make, I they just don't fit me the right way. I mess up all the time, and Kaya's oh no wait that'll fit me. I'll take it and <laughs> we've got a little collection going. Um, we actually went out to the in-laws this last weekend, and I had made some like party pants 90 vibes so i made a matching pair for me so we had some matching party pants oh hip and hers i like it yeah yeah just some fun little stuff very cool all right 
And then, so we talked about Kaya's fashion week, her wedding. So, but you yourself have been a part of a lot of fun fashion shows, experiences. What have those been like? Yeah. Um, so I've only done one, which was fairly recently. Uh, maybe a month ago, I went out to Virginia. Uh, I did the Culture Experience Fashion Show. Kind of like a smaller little fashion show. That was my first go. It was really fun. I had a blast. Almost everyone that thought I was like a model, like I was sitting <laughs> watching everyone practice. And they're like, not, not not trying to be a cocky or anything, but they're like, what are you, why are you sitting down? Like, what? Aren't you supposed to be like practicing with us? I'm like, no, I'm the designer. Like, I'm just here to dress you guys. Like, that's about it. Thank you. Um, so that was really fun. It was uh, it was a great experience. And then I have Denver Fashion Week that I got invited to. That's November 11th through the 19th. And then the 15th, they're having a full sustainable night, which is phenomenal yeah. for fashion. Um, and yeah, they invited me up there. So I need to have 13 outfits ready. I've got 11. I'm kind of stressing about it. Still got time. You got time. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm very excited. I like this. I like this energy, Zag. I like it. Yeah. What's well, the yeah, fashion gonna... show collection looking like? Um, very fall inspired. A lot of interesting, funky sweatsuits. Um, I'm gonna do. I made a cropped hoodie that's got like fringe on the cuffs and around like the belly for a woman's outfit, and I did matching cargo pants. Um, I thought it was actually funny. I had Kaya try on the cargo pants and she's like messing around with the pockets. And I was like, what, what, are you, what? She's like, These are women's pants and they have pockets for once. This is phenomenal. Like I usually don't get pockets. So I was like, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Extra big pockets. But yeah, just a, just a whole bunch of comfy clothes, clothes and vibes. I, I mainly focus on realistic fashion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I went, I, that last fashion show I went to, it was, and all love to the designers. They're very unique, but it's just a lot of like points and weird contorted little things going on. And it's, it looks cool on the runway, but are you going to wear that around town? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make a lot of things that people can see themselves wearing. And I think that's some of the draw of what I've been doing is, it's unique, but it's also you could you could envision yourself wearing that, you I know, agree. to a basketball game. I've had sports announcers ask for an outfit so they could look all stylish while they're you know reporting the Mets or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's fun, and I think I think it'll be an attention grab just because, like I said, it's not pointy, it's not contorted patterns. They're simple patterns, and people want to wear normal clothing you know and mm -hmm. to see normal clothing on a runway i think will be a refresher for everybody but no i agree i think like wearable art obviously is really cool because like fashion is kind of like an art form but i also get like super optimistic when i see kind of like the more everyday pieces because like you're showing that it's possible for everyday use like upcycling doesn't have to be so niche and yeah. an outlandish idea and it can be, I don't know, it's a, it all go, it boils down to the fast fashion stuff. Like you see these beautiful outfits, they're phenomenal. Like the designers are masterminds, but it's a one wear kind of thing. You're going to wear it to the Met Gala next year and that's it. And it's going to hang in your closet. And it's, I don't know, it's, it, it seems like a waste to me. And to make fashion that's 
normal. Like as as much as there's going to be you know high end classy people at this Denver Fashion Week, majority is going to be normal people just looking for something cool to wear, something different, and I'm trying to provide that. And you will. No, yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, you're showing that upcycling can be an everyday thing, and it's cool. It's possible. And I mean, you're doing that physically and on social media. Like, think about how many people you've kind of looped into the conversation and the community. So, no, it's very exciting to see. And it's been so cool getting to know you better, Zach. Thanks so much. I can't believe it's such an honor seeing Mr. TikTok Superstar on the show. I appreciate taking the time. It's been a vibe, as always. Thanks. Thanks. I can't wait for the wedding. I'll looking out for the invite. Um, awesome. Yeah. You'll be there. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, thanks so much for coming, Zach. I can't wait to see the collection at Denver and what you make. We'll keep in touch on, on TikTok and socials. Totally. Sounds great. Gorgeous. And to everyone else, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to know Zach better. If you do not follow him on TikTok already, which would be crazy. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you're late. He'll be linked in the description. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to donate. It's a one-man brand bringing all these upcyclers to light. Check out old videos, new videos, and we also have social media, which is not as glamorous as Axe, but hey, come hang. <laughs> It'll be fun. We, we're all one big community. We we're really all going to go together. Creativity yep. community. We're going to change the world of fashion. It's better. better.